Good day and welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast for today. On this episode, we'll be looking at the highlights and reactions from the first group of UEFA Champions League round of 16 ties that is done and dusted with Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid and Manchester City becoming the first four teams to seal a spot in the quarterfinals of this year's competition. We would head straight to Munich and would take the highlights of that game where Bayern beat Salzburg by seven goals to one. Season to UEFA Champions League round of 16 ties draws to a conclusion this evening with the focus here in Bavaria on Bayern Munich and Salzburg. Bayern Munich and Salzburg step out into the night air in Bavaria. There was one in Austria in the first leg. Three weeks ago, no second chances now. We have to have a winner, even though it might take extra time. And who knows, possibly a penalty shootout to decide who goes through. Inside the Sue Smith. And so we were really entertained by both these teams in the first game. What can they produce here? Is Lewandowski? It's a magnificent save. Wonderful stop by Cole. And a brilliant opening for Bayern. Robert Lewandowski was kept so quiet in Austria, immediately testing the Salzburg goalkeeper. Oh, this is great. Now Muller, coming again, taking on Christensen. Lewandowski, it's a brilliant turn, and that's a penalty. Lewandowski, like you say, a little bit fortuitous how that happens, but he's got to be there. 
Yes, in the Munich Arena, it finishes Bayern 7, Salzburg 1, with Bayern winning 8-2 on aggregate against the Austrian champions. We hear from Nabri and Julian, the coach of Bayern. And Nagelsmann, how was it for you watching this tennis match? It was it was really good. Um, I think the the key today was our counter pressing and our rest defense with good control against the counter attacks uh, of Salzburg. Uh, we can remember we had two uh, bad mistakes in the build up game, but in, in the first leg we had uh, almost ten, and then it's not that easy to defend today. We did brilliant. We scored seven goals in the different ways after ball winning moments, after ball possession. So at the end, uh, I think it's well deserved, and uh, yeah, it it uh, looks like fun and was fun today. What do you think about the goal uh, from Salzburg, from the Danish player? Very good goal. Uh, we have a throw in and we lose the ball and uh, no control, no red zone. And then good tempo dribbling of Aronson and then a brilliant pass and a really, really good finish. Manuel Neuer was uh, wearing, wearing the Ukrainian flag around his arm today. Can you tell us uh, why do you think that statement is so important right now? It's still war there, so uh, the most important topic is that the war could stop as, as soon as possible. So it's always uh, a good sign as a role model 
when you're a professional player or professional manager to, to have a sign um, and to show the world that uh, our thoughts are in, in Ukraine and for Ukraine people. What can football do? Be a kind of role model. Try to keep, uh, keep the peace um, in the world and uh, talk about it. Try to stop uh, the war by, by talking and show some signs like Manolo today. So, Sash, first of all, congratulations on this massive win. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match? Thank you. Um, of course, very happy with the result today. Um, kind of felt like two years ago when we always, you know, after a goal, kept pushing, kept pressing, wanting to score more. So, yeah, it felt great today being out there. Before this two penalties, both teams had a chance to score. It could have been maybe an open match. Which kind of role did these two penalties play, in your opinion? Yeah, it could have. I think the first 10 minutes they had two or three opportunities. Um, also, they could have equalized, I think, at one point. But in the end, yeah, uh, we have Manu back in goal who yeah, almost saves everything. And then, of course, the two penalties. Then the third goal straight after um, gave us a lot of confidence. And afterwards, I think we had a very good match. And there was another player with a great charisma today. Robert Lewandowski scored a hat-trick within 12 minutes. What do you think about his performance? Outstanding. Are you surprised sometimes by what he's doing? I mean, you know him quite well. Um, yeah, of course, you're still always uh, surprised that he scores nearly every match, um, you know. Sometimes there's a period for strikers where you don't score, but he hardly seems to have that, so yeah, he's doing something right. So how important was this uh, victory, this win for your own ambitions as well, like for your self-understanding? I think very, very important. Um, you know, coming out scoring seven goals today, Felt amazing. Uh, I think it looked amazing. Um, I think the crowd also enjoyed uh, seeing us play, especially not after uh, the game we had against Leverkusen. So I think it's going to give us a, a big boost. So that is Nabri speaking in that interview. We'll hear from Thomas Muller, who was on the score sheet. And we'll come back to the studios and take the reactions of our studio guest, Mr. Justin Akowa. An den Druck standgehalten, wir haben äh, unser Spiel gut durchgebracht, wir haben sicherlich deutlich besser gespielt oder zumindest effektiver. Ähm, vielleicht war einfach die Gesamtgemengenlage für Salzburg ungünstiger und wir hatten äh, zu der Intensität, zu der vielleicht etwas besseren angepassten Strategie, aber Strategie gar nicht so unbedingt das, das äh, Trainerding, sondern eher wie wir es auf dem Platz umgesetzt haben. Wir wussten natürlich aufgrund des Hinspiels auch schon besser, Wo wollen wir uns bewegen? Auf was reagiert Salzburg? Das haben wir besser gemacht und dann noch eine Portion Spielglück bei der ersten Szene. Kingsley verteidigt den super weg und ja, vorne haben wir dann die Dinger gemacht. Der Druck war groß, die, die, die Downside, also die, das, was hätte passieren können, wenn wir hier ausscheiden, wäre natürlich schon enorm, muss man ganz klar sagen. Wir hatten jetzt keine Angst davor, oder ich persönlich nicht, ich kann jetzt nicht für die anderen sprechen, aber so hat es sich nicht angefühlt. Wir waren angespannt, aber selbstbewusst. Wir wissen natürlich schon, dass wir Talente auf dem Platz haben und dass wir auch Mentalität auf dem Platz bringen können und das auch meistens schaffen, wenn es darauf ankommt. Yes, that is Thomas Muller speaking on his reaction when that 7-1 trashing of Austrian champion Salzburg. He spoke extensively of the intensity and quality of the opponents, but yet they had the results they needed to progress to the quarterfinals. Mr. Kowa, if you can join me on stage, what are your initial reactions? Um, well, so for for the Bayern-Salzburg um, game, 
I believe that the return of their captain, that's Manuel Neuer, boosted the whole team's morale because they had missed Neuer for about a month and more, I believe, because of an injury. But right now, everything seems to be coming back together for Bayern Munich. And they were privileged to have Neuer in post instead of Sven Ulreich as the second goalkeeper who was in post in the first leg. So there's that feeling of um, security at the back and that was what also helped them and they they knew they had a job to do um, and Nagelsmann had Nagelsmann had to take to take the game to them because in the first like you could tell that RB um, Salzburg were very very good in terms of transitions and they made Bayern as uncomfortable as possible, just that they were unlucky in the first leg. But now, you can tell that Bayern punished them a lot in the first half, especially as Bayern, as Bayern took the game to them after Salzburg started the game quite quite well and also missed some good chances. So then, I mean, it's a deserved win. We all know how Bayern is European royalty and they will stop at nothing to actually get what they want. So then, it looks like Bayern are prime and ready for another quarterfinal or probably another deep UCL run because now they have um, Alfonso Davis also coming back from injury because he has started training, light training after his heart problem as well as their second midfielder, that's Leon Goretzka, that has been out for, for quite some time with his knee injury. So pairing him up with... Joshua Kimmich will make Bayern a very, very stronger team instead of Kimmich and Musiala because Musiala is more of an attacking player and playing him in midfield right now just makes Bayern, makes Bayern look as as inefficient as possible. So with the return of Goretzka and Alfonso Davis, with what, with what the Bayern, with what um, reporter Kamenda, Bayern will be able to have them in the quarterfinals that's 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 their that's the deadline for when they return back to the field Bayern will be a better better and a way ruthless side than we saw against Salzburg but then um all the same we actually congratulate Salzburg on their great run and them also being able to play toe-to-toe with the German champions even though they do not have the kind of star quality that um, Bayern Munich have definitely and talking of star quality, one player who has been phenomenal and lethal in front of goal over the years is Robert Lewandowski. What do you make of him? And just before you come to that, on our platform, the most authoritative sports show, he was our number one sportsman for the year 2020. And uh, we come back to Mr. Kowa. What do you make of Lewandowski's performance on the night? He's got a hat-trick and he's been getting the double figures consistently over the last three and four seasons. I believe Lewandowski is or has been ruthless as usual, um, has carried on the very, very good form he has had over the past seven years because this is the seventh season, I believe, second or seventh season, in which he has scored 40-plus goals for club and country. So that shows how how good he has been over the years. And his performance against Salzburg didn't, wasn't, 
wasn't anything wasn't anything different he he came with a plan because um in the first leg he wasn't that good and he wasn't that efficient and he just did his best and just did what he had to do to get by over the line with very good well taken penalties in the first half as well as the last goal which was also a good finish um i believe that he is one of the best strikers on earth at the moment and he's he's going to be and will be vital for Bayern if they want to make a deep run into the Champions League and especially make it to the finals because we could tell last season when Bayern faced um, PSG without Lewandowski, and without Lewandowski, the chances Chupomoting had in the two um, in the two legs, Chupomoting um, should should there have been a more decent striker up front maybe maybe Bayern could have been able to knock PSG out and face City in the semi-final. So then, um, it's it's all the same. A, a very a very nice thing to see him being back on the score sheet, scoring a lot of goals and actually matching um, Sebastian Allaire in the in the in the goal scoring chance. I think he is he is leading now, I believe, but. Let's see how. Let's see what the rest of the Champions League season offers. Definitely, another game that was exciting is the Liverpool Inter Milan. Liverpool lost to Inter by Longo. We head straight to Anfield and take the highlights of that game. After which, we we'll take reactions from the coach. Came to join us at Anfield. You'll never walk alone. Echoes around this famous stadium with Liverpool, courtesy of their two goals in the final quarter of an hour. San Siro on February the 16th have one fifth, one foot in their fourth Champions League quarterfinal in five seasons. It's seven wins in seven games in this season's competition for the Merseysiders. There they are in the tunnel. That's an English record, by the way. Only two sides ever have made it eight wins in the first eight. And Liverpool, by the by... Whilst we wait to take that feed, we'll uh, take Mr. Justin Zakowa's extensive opinion on the Liverpool Inter game, and, which we'll, and then we'll come back to our feed. Mr. Kowa, what did you make of that Liverpool Inter Milan game? Um, well, it wasn't, ex- um, wasn't um, surprising with the results. Um, I believe that um, Simone Inzaghi did better because I said in the previous episode concerning this game that the only thing that probably interlocked at the San Siro was if a quicker a quicker striker was able to beat was able to beat the offside trapping as well be able to um, have Alisson in a in a one V one situation. And um with Jack with Jack was thirty six, around thirty six and he's not as quick he's not as quick and he doesn't have the kind of pace to break past or break away from Ibu Konate or Virgil van Dijk. So then that was one of the problems. But then with Simone Inzaghi playing a playing a smaller a, a smaller strike and partnership between Alexis Sanchez and and uh, Lautaro Martinez, you could tell the amount of mobility both um, forwards had um, in terms of soaking pressure, in terms of pressing, in terms of um, in terms of uh, gaining or or moving or making the 
backline of Liverpool and comfortable when they try to play out from the back and that was and that was and that was part of the reasons why Simone Inzaghi had that game right in um at at um at Anfield sorry. Liverpool on the other hand were very unlucky on the day because um Joe Matip hit the crossbar, Salah hit both sides of the post in the second half and also um and also Luis Diaz came on and actually Miss glorious chance with which that was excellent. That was that happened. That was um, obstructed by an excellent block from Arturo Vidal. So you could tell that Simone and Zaghi's team did their best, and they actually, for me, they played way better than I believe they could have. And and I and I think that without the red card, without the red card from Alexis Sanchez, I believe that there could have been a different result, or the game could have gone into extra time. But then I, but then one of one of one of my views about the game was, if 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 Simone Inzaghi had gone with um, a strike partnership of um, of Lautaro Martinez and Joaquin Correa, they 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 would have been able to worry Liverpool way better than they could have. But then again, that was a great goal by Lautaro Martinez. Van Dijk maybe at fault for not closing in as quick. As as quickly as possible. Solid game by um, Brozovic and 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 Arturo Vidal, which I believe they were able to handle the Liverpool midfield um, with with ease. Definitely, definitely. We'll take the feed from Anfield and we'll come back to the studios. At Anfield, you'll never walk alone. Echoes around this famous stadium with Liverpool courtesy of their two goals in the final quarter of an hour San Siro on February the 16th have one fifth one foot in their fourth Champions League quarterfinal in five seasons it's seven wins in seven games in this season's competition for the Merseysiders there they are in the tunnel that's an English record by the way only two sides ever have made it eight wins in the first eight and Liverpool by the by have never lost in 34 European ties when they've won the first leg away in all competitions they're unbeaten in 15 games winning the last five. You can understand then why they're red-hot favourites against an Inter Milan who stumbled of late. Just one winning six coming at the weekend. Turned around on it, it's up the bar. Great attempt by Van Dijk. Matic was in there as well. I think it was Matic with the header actually. Coming away from goal, this is really awkward to get the header in. Coming away from goal, that's superstar. the goal and it's pushed away by Alisson. A little bit of disguise. Well, I'm surprised Liverpool didn't have anybody in that near post space. It was too easy for Cialanoglu to hit the target here and it bounces just in front of Alisson. He does well to react. He left it till the last seconds here just in case an interplayer came across him. Alexander-Arnold around the wall. Ooh, it was curling. It was close but not close enough. Milner. What a strike this is. You expect it from him. He gets it. Up over the wall. Number three's actually ducks his head, but when you see it from behind the goal, it's a little bit wider than it first looked, but a good effort. Oh, Canter up. Back in the box. Shotter was there. The keeper comes, does it? Get it off the post, no Salah. Had to react very quickly to steer a shot in on goal, and he very nearly steered it in. Here is the chance. And over the top by Thiago Jota. Looks like he's going to get there before Handanovic. He doesn't get a touch on it. Great goalkeeper, I think, from Handanovic. 
doesn't come off part of the boot that he was looking to play it off. Almost comes off the heel. Pass Bastoni. This is called since October. Hasn't scored many in the entire career. Popped up with the occasional useful goal. And Inter are having a good spell. Lautaro Martinez. Oh, it's a splendid strike. They're back in the tie. They lead it out good on the right. 1-0. 2-1 behind on aggregate. Game on. When the ball comes to Martinez here, Van Dijk needs to close it down. He allows Martinez to strike it. And what a strike it is. Off the outside of the boot. Addison's position, I think, was OK. But he's beaten comfortably. Game on here. The game has become more intense quicker it's suited into it oh he's left a foot in there Sanchez that's the second time in the game he's caught Fabinho he's off and it changes again did he put out a straight red shoe or was there a second yellow produced let's have a look for this second challenge second yellow was produced he actually won the ball it's the follow through he wins the ball but the follow through catches Fabinho see this is okay here I'm not sure what else he can do and I think uh, a member Benzaghi's coaching staff has been sent off as well. When you slow it down and you see that his studs are showing and they catch Fabinho, people will say it's a reckless challenge. But he's got every right to win the initial ball. You can't stop yourself going forward. The only thing he could have done is having made the challenge to get his foot back down quickly so it wasn't stud showing. So he's playing through the middle, Correa. Here's Salah to win it, off the post again! Twice he's hit the post, Mo Salah. Here's the ball by Mane, it's a good one as well. He's in that little bit of space, he's got behind Bastoni. I think he does everything right, on the half volley. Makes good connection, he's a bit unlucky really. And Henderson, it's on that right, Diaz needs to play it back right, turn Alexander in here. Chance to settle the tie, cuts it back into the middle. Diaz, oh, brilliant block. Vidal, I think it might be who got the last touch. Ambrosio was there with him, but the veteran Vidal got back to keep into into the cut in the Champions League, if only for a few more minutes. Gotta say, Vidal's work rate over the two ties has been magnificent. He's not the player he was. He hasn't quite got the athleticism. He can't move quite so quickly, but he keeps going. He keeps finding himself in good positions. Big, big chance. Liverpool through to the next round and probably just about deserve it. They lost on the night, but they're through 2-1 on aggregate. Yes, evening, Liverpool lost on the night, but are through on aggregate. Last year from Jogging Club will remain a bit despite Liverpool loss at home to Inter. For the fourth time since you've been in charge here... Um, it was a bit of a strange game in some ways. We don't normally see uh, Mo, for example, hitting the post like that and not scoring. Through to the quarterfinals for the fourth time since you've been in charge here. And it was a bit of a strange game in some ways. We don't normally see uh, Mo, for example, hitting the post like that and not scoring. And what did you make of it? How close to what you were expecting was this game? The, the difficulties we had were pretty close to what I expected, to be honest, because it's uh, first and foremost we have to make a compliment to Inter, a, re, a really good side, and uh, made for these kind of games, set up for these kind of games, and um, so we had obviously, without playing brilliant, uh, we had a lot of clear-cut chances, didn't use them. 
So they didn't have that many, but they scored a goal. And um, I think over the two legs, it's completely fine um, that we won one, that they won one, and we are through. That's, um, that's uh, a, a, I think, a fair uh, assumption. But um, in the end, of course, we, we, we could have done better against the opponent who makes life really uncomfortable. And um, so that's why we saw the game we saw. It was a very interesting game. It was, it was, it was open. Um, a lot of things could have happened, didn't happen. But um, in the end, we lost the game, which is obviously not cool. We, we didn't come here tonight to lose a home game. But um, again, respect to the opponent, really strong, caused us a lot of problems. But if we use our chances from the set pieces and stuff like this, they were really big, um, then... We win this game, even when it's strong. But we, did, we didn't, but we are through, and that's actually the main target. Yeah, and that is the main target. That's the positive. But it was an uncharacteristic performance in some ways from Liverpool. I mean, what lessons will you take from this in terms of what you want to move? No. You know, in terms of moving forward for the rest of the season. So you, you face sometimes teams like Leeds. Uh, forgot the other one where, where you play against a man-marking side in a lot of departments and um, with the quality they have that's in a different story yeah? because um, they really you have to move a lot and you have to pass a lot what we did um, but um, maybe not enough not smart enough and then in the challenges they, they, they are in the 1-1 one -one challenges they are really strong so we lost a lot of um, simple balls which is unlikely but of course can happen um, yeah, when the ball was in the air, it was really tricky. You could see that it was like slapstick in moments because of the wind. And um, in the end, it's, it's, we don't face um, Inter now. That's good that we face them not every week because the way they play is really, is really tricky. Um, and they're, they're, real, they're real warriors and fighters, to be honest. And um, you, you saw in all the situations, the goal is obviously we can defend the goal. Um, it shouldn't have happened. And it's nil-nil. And... Um, how sad we control it in most of in most of the areas. But what we are used to, and uh, is that that we are in, in, in possession, that we do more, uh, that we do better, and uh, that didn't happen tonight because of the opponent and because obviously. But I didn't like this um, counter press was not really there. Um, we had we were around challenges, but not in challenges. So in the first half, I'm not sure about the first 20 minutes. I didn't think we won one ball back immediately. But even when we were there, it gives them then. Um, the situation they want, they need. We defended them then in the end pretty well, but you don't get a real momentum in the game, and that that was what, what we were lacking tonight, and that's it. So that's Jurgen Klopp speaking to us extensively in that interview. Mohamed Salah also gave his thoughts on Liverpool progressing despite that defeat to Inter Milan. Let's hear from Mohamed Salah. Look, it was, you're through to the quarterfinals, the job is done, but you had to work really hard for this one, didn't you? Yeah, I think it's a tough team. Even the, the away game, they were very good. We managed to, to win the game away, but today, like, uh, we're struggling from the in the beginning. They don't manage to, to hold the ball after in the second half more uh, once I get the red card, so it's uh, the most important thing we qualify, so hopefully next game we're going to be better. Yeah. Look, we're so used to you scoring at any given opportunity. <laughs> Was it just one of those nights? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit the ball twice, so it's, it's okay. It's maybe next game I can score three. So uh, I don't mind as much as the team winning the game. That's the most important. Uh, the team qualify and winning the game for sure was the most, most important thing. Yeah, but this is the thing because you were on a 12-match winning run, and that has come to an end now. But like, as you say, the most important thing is to go through. But what? 
what do you take from this game? Because Inter really put you under a lot of pressure. It was it was a little bit uncharacteristic. Maybe we need to start from the beginning winning games. So we lost a game that's maybe give us a little bit push more that maybe in the back of our mind that we, we felt like, okay, we, we're overconfident at the moment. But I think it's a good game for us to, to take it and um, to learn from it and just carry on. Was there a danger of that, that it, you almost got carried away by that winning feeling? or is It's all, it's all, it's always important to win a game, um, but sometimes that, like tonight we had a post twice, we missed a lot of chances, uh, but that can happen in football, and you know, the, the good thing is that's not in the league, and also the good thing is we qualified, so that's, that's, that's great. Yeah, exactly. How much hunger is there in this competition? Everyone talks about this quadruple, I know you guys don't want to talk about that, but it it's the Champions League. It's so big for Liverpool. You want to be there again, don't you? Yeah, for sure. So everybody wants to win the Champions League and the Premier League for sure. So we're going to fight for both and let's see. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. So that's Mohamed Salah speaking extensively in that interview. We'll take Loreto Martinez's reaction and what he also makes of that tough moment he was the scorer of inter's second leg winner and he gave his reaction after his side fell short on aggregate against liverpool let's hear from him Seguramente nos vamos contentos con el rendimiento que hemos hecho en octavo de final, porque en San Siro creo que también hemos jugado un gran partido, nos, nos fuimos eh, a casa con, con dos goles abajo y vinimos acá a dar lo mejor, eh, a tratar de, de sacar este partido difícil adelante, como decimos, en una cancha muy difícil, donde ellos no perdían hace mucho, pero sinceramente eh, triste por, por el por el resultado, por no poder avanzar de ronda y, y por otra vez pecar de, de, en los detalles porque nos quedamos con un hombre menos que, que en el fútbol de hoy es muy difícil jugar con 10 hombres. Yes, so that is Loreto Martinez speaking extensively as well to give his reaction in that interview. Mr. Kowa, what is your assessment of Jogging Club's reactions and Mohamed Salah's reaction and Loreto Martinez speaking on how tough the game was for Inter Milan. Um, I, so I think that I think that uh, Salah Salah spoke about it um, probably resetting their resetting their um, mentalities and not to get complacent and I believe that 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 probably has a bit of um honesty to it because Liverpool as as the reporter said were on a twelve game winning streak but then this was a game they could afford to lose and they could afford to lose by probably a goal to nil. So um I think um hopefully during the business end of the season Liverpool would use this as um, more than enough motivation to help them go through the season because they have they they have they have a good chance of of entering the Champions League final and possibly winning it with with 
with their attacking firepower. And maybe even though their defense has slapped a bit, they probably will find the answers to it as 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 we go deep and deep into the tournament. And for Salah, I mean and for Klopp, I, I believe he he felt he felt that kind of difficulty in terms of playing against a three five two and and I believe that he felt like his team was limited a bit and even and with and with Liverpool who usually like to push the ball wide and create a, a lot of chances. Um, you could tell that Dumfries on the right-hand side of the five, as well as um, Ivan Perisic, they all did their best to limit the one-twos and interplay on on in the in in the wide areas that actually prevented Liverpool to be more comfortable and be able to stretch into Milan. So then you feel like him saying that Inter is not a team you face. It's not a kind of thing you face every time. And and that makes it tricky. It shows that probably he still doesn't have he still doesn't have a really solid um a solid plan to stop teams who play like that and who do who do not sit back but who try to press and counter press when once once they lose the ball. So then it is something for club to figure out. And I mean for Lotaro he had a good game and I think that I think that this this is a kind of defeat where you are eliminated from the UCL, but you are eliminated with your heads up high because you knew that you were just unlucky in um, during both legs, and probably this this can this can be something that can use to be that can you can use to build on to finish the league season as as well as come back stronger next season in the Champions League. Definitely, this is something you can build on to come back next season. The Champions League is always not just about winning, but it's about building your strength of character as a team and always coming back to show your strength. One team that did exactly that is Sporting Club de Portugal, despite losing 5-0 to Manchester City in Lisbon. They held Manchester City to a goalless draw in this Manchester. We'll take excerpts of that game from the city of Manchester Stadium. Champions League round of 16, second leg tie. It's Manchester City against Sporting at the city of Manchester Stadium. And it is, to say the least, a daunting task for the Portuguese who trail 5 0 from the first leg in their own capital city and no side has ever recovered from a deficit that big in Champions League history. Fernandinho, lovely ball. Gabriel Jesus, Sterling not quite, nearly but not quite. Luis Neto's presence was just about enough for Sporting. What a pass this is from Fernandinho. Time of the run, perfect. From Gabriel Jesus takes a miss, just drills it across the six yard box. Just thinking, Raheem Sterling's a little bit hungrier. Jesus was just caught, was he? City hands also. Given. But this is what City do, but they sustain the tanks, win it back very quickly. Phone and shots. Unconventional save from Antonio Ardan, but he kept it out of the net, which is the first and most important thing. A little deflection. I'm not sure if he goes to catch this. 
no, he changed his mind last minute. This is the. Oh, I think that's a oh, foul. Yeah. Tell you what, it's, there's no contact. Might on be the ball. in the area as well, isn't it? Right on the edge of the box. Bear in mind the line, obviously, is the penalty as well. Yeah. Surprised me, AR. Yeah. Didn't have a little look at that. Right, turning in behind. Going for the cute little dick finish, but Antonio Adan got his hands up quickly. Foden, just before that, he, he's looking around that head on a swivel that we talk about so often. He knows exactly where Raheem's done. He uses the pace of the ball, turns it round the corner. And that's unlucky from Raheem's done. It's a good idea to try and flick it over the goalkeeper as it goes down. And here he is, and he's in behind Matthias Rice, and he cuts inside. And he doesn't give up, and he finds Gabriel Jesus, who scores, and Manchester City break the deadlock 90 seconds into the second half. It's Gabriel Jesus who scores the goal. Oh, I don't know, oh, but they might check that. VAR might have a little yeah. cheeky look at that one. Yeah. Goal goalkeeper makes his mind up too early, almost dives out of the way in the end. This will be about how the body was leaning, I'm guessing. Yeah. I must admit, from that replay, and I'm not going to second-guess the geometry, but from that replay, the one we just saw from the other side, the goal looks offside. Sarabia and Gabriel Jesus discussing what they think is going to happen, and it is ruled out. Gundogan, Fernandinho, McAtee, Jesus, cut inside well, and the goalkeepers are... Little bit fortunate that Raheem Sterling wasn't closer to him for a tap in. Marcus Edwards, one of an increasing number of young English players playing abroad. And here he is, it's his first chance to get involved. Zinchenko tries to close the door on him. He goes outside Zinchenko. Well, that is probably as inviting a sight to the Manchester City goal as Sporting have had all night, but he almost passed it into Edison's hands. Great chance, really good opportunity. Good skill, great acceleration. Never really looked convincing. Stones with the slip. Kante couldn't take advantage. Fernandinho through. Riyad Mahrez has a look square. And Quates slid in, knowing he had to do something. It's a corner, it could almost have gone anywhere off the defender. Great move from City. Mahrez just bends his run, looks up, trying to lay in Raheem Sterling. Edison is coming off, and Scott. Carson is coming on at the age of 36. He played for Manchester City last season against Newcastle. It was his first Premier League appearance in 10 years. Here's Marcus Edwards. Beautifully in through. Paulinho. Great save by Carson. He might be injured here, you know. Yeah, he's hurt himself. That's a nice Carson. Well, it's certainly the best chance Sporting have had in the game. Carson with the save. Paulinho could not evade the collision. Both players hurt. Yeah, it's knee on Neela as they follow through. Scott Carson spreads himself as big as possible. Gets a really good right hand on it. Well, um, Edison's laughing about it. Before that, Slimani and John Stones was there. Good one. Free header over the bar from John Stones. Should have scored. Makes a late run, times this well. He'll be disappointed he's not hit the target. And at least made the goalkeeper make a save. Climbs up 
really high. Just trying to flick it towards the far post. Oh, beautifully done. Raheem Sterling side netting. And that might be the last chance for Manchester City. Beautiful little interplay. McAtee scoops over the top. Raheem Sterling with a brilliant touch. And then just snatches at it. And Sebastian Quates comes in with a sliding challenge. Well, there you are. Manchester City are through to the quarter-final. Absolutely no surprise at all about that. Sporting will be very pleased with the way the second leg went. And uh, they created a few difficult... So that is it in that game between Manchester City and Sporting. Ending 0-0 at full time with Manchester City winning 5-0 on aggregate. But one player that stood out for me was Scott Carson, the third choice goalkeeper for Manchester City. He first made his debut in the Champions League in 2005 with Liverpool against Juventus. And his second appearance in the Champions League was when Man City played Sporting. He came on as a second-half substitute, replacing Edison. Mr. Justin Akua, what do you make of Scott Carson's story in the Champions League? Um, I mean, um, Scott Carson, as we all know, has been a keeper who has who has been around for quite a long time. Um, has been number one for the three Lions at a, at a point in time. For me, I don't. I I I think back then he used to be a good short stopper, but as as age has gone on, um, usually with with English size, they usually do sign third third goalkeepers who are probably cheap and homegrown. So that's it with City, um, because I think even when you look at the when you look at the trends, um, Chelsea had Chelsea had um, Caballero back then. Um, now they have Marcos Bettinelli, who is also English, and he was almost, or he was, he was, a, he was a free agent from Fulham. Um, you follow, um, you follow Manchester United. Their third goalkeeper as well is Tom Heaton, and and um, and Chelsea. Even Chelsea have had Rob Green, former Three Lions goalkeeper. So that it is good that Pep had Pep has a kind of Pep has an English keeper that actually helps out. Um, the an experienced English keeper. Let me let me put that correctly. Tell people like Zach Steffen, who's American, who is and who is City's second goalkeeper in terms of in terms of leadership and all of that. And that's that's a kind of player you need um, for teams. And and I think that he is he is a very good role model. And that was that was a very kind um, gesture from. Pep Guardiola, because I think Man Mancini also did the same thing for Sirigu, I believe, um, during the Euros. Excuse me, during the Euros, and and for and 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 for that he was he was he was able to make he was able to make a very good save from Paulinho. I mean, that save that save was probably a very very nice one, and he actually spread himself out very well. For someone who's about thirty nine years old, I mean that was that was a very good save, and that was and that was that was actually a vital save to help City 
um, preserve that clean sheet because Edison had had been on for about six uh, sixty minutes. So I believe that that was a very very good that, that was a very very good um, decent performance from a thirty nine year old goal, goalkeeper in the frame of Scott Carson. And I re- I re- I really hope I really hope that if 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 this is his last season, then then probably City City. City should help him or reward him with um, a Champions League medal. Definitely. Another team looking to win the Champions League this season is Real Madrid. They turned that tie against PSG at the Bernabeu. I won't take the cherry out of the cake. I would rather take you straight to the Bernabeu to give you excerpts of that game that ended 3-2 in favour of Real Madrid on aggregate. Massive leg of this glamorous round of 16 ties about to unfold. Kylian Mbappe stood in late and great goal in Paris three weeks ago on a night when Thibaut Courtois in the Real Madrid goal kept out a Lionel Messi penalty. And we have Real Madrid, the standard bearer of European club football, against a rival which is pushing so hard to make their lasting imprint on this fantastic competition. And here's Modric, upping the tempo again for the home side. Messi's challenge. And the shot from Benzema. Here, Modric on the ground, but the shot from Benzema, he took it on and was close. Oh, I think a tip saved that. Might have just been hitting the post, but magnificent effort from Benzema. And you know, keeping it in. Mbappe, he's got that goal. Legs up. He hasn't seen it. So tough for VAR. It certainly is. Nuno Mendes getting so much space down this side. You look at the, the cut of the grass. He looks his hands off. The cross. To stand it up for Benzimar. Gets another good header in. I think they're starting to find their main man. Well, it was asking a lot to beat Donnarumma from there, but if anybody's going to do it, it's that far. And here's Mbappe, running free. Can he make this one count? Kylian Mbappe, yes! That's going to count. He is so special. It's not just speed. It's superb technique, brilliant judgment, and Paris Saint-Germain lead on the night. And by two on aggregate. He's so reliable, isn't he, Kylian Mbappe? He really only had that corner to go for. The defender was blocking it to the far, but he's hit it with such precision. And you wonder about Courtois there, but what a play, Martin, you're right. And Mbappe, he does it again. Flag is up again, so he's one out of three. He never never misses in these situations. Both sets of players giving the ball away. He must have known he was offside. Look at this though. What <laughs> about that? For composure. Donnarumma. How costly is that gonna be? Ben put in. It was very costly. Benzema counts. His work put out the goalkeeper. Paris put a comeback goal on the plate for Real Madrid. What a gift. 
involved again and Benzema carrying Benzema to the rescue from Real Madrid Modric could have made it for Vinicius Junior in the end he found Benzema and the finish was as unerring as it's been for him all season the left foot shot this but when he tries to cut in onto his favourite right the chance has gone but Benzema says no I'm going to show you how you finish he does get a deflection on the way. He is onside. That deflection off uh, Marquinhos, I think, does for Donnarumma. Yeah. And PSG in danger of crumbling here. Oh, goodness me! Absolute delirium. Pandemonium in the Bernabeu. Caused by Karim Benzema. A Champions League but not just anyone it's come in a time of desperation for Real Madrid they were being outplayed they were being outpassed but now PSG are being outscored well they've given the ball away from the kickoff I mean he's achieved most things in his career Benzema has experienced many many highs but this has got to be right up there the way he's attacked this ball first time and slotted it a couple of inches inside that post it's absolutely sensational from the Frenchman this is the 13 times champions they do not go out without a fight they fought and they haven't gone out they've gone through thanks to one of the great nights in the career of Karim Benzema but over their two legs they have been knocked out by three goals yes that is the 13 times UEFA Champions League champions Real Madrid beating PSG 3-1 with Real Madrid winning 3-2 on aggregate. Two players that stood out for Real Madrid, Luka Modric and Karim Benzema. Luka Modric was wild in the dressing room with his celebrations after Real Madrid knockout PSG. We'll take Excerpts of that reactions from Luca Modric in the dressing room at the Benabao.
te duele nada. Y no te duele nada. Y duele, duele. Va, fraterno. Va, Yes, that is Luca Modric showing pure passion in that celebrations. Mr. Kowa, just a quick roundup from you for us to wrap up with the show. PSG uh, Real Madrid, PSG bottled it once again. Benzema, Luca Modric, outstanding players on the night. What was your thought and what is your thought? Well, First, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say bottled. Well, I believe, I believe, I believe bottled is a term that's probably a reach for what happened um, in the second leg that they've been about. Because I really believe that the game was PSG's and I believe if, if the referee was probably very objective enough or showed, showed or refereed the rules, um, I believe that the first goal or the the first goal that was scored by Karim Benzema would have been chalked off um, per, per VAR and everything because clearly he didn't go for the ball. He didn't go for the ball in any way. He took out Donnarumma and that enabled that enabled um, that enabled Madrid to actually have have um, have have that kind of insurance goal to carry on with the carry on with the comeback and I have a few points to talk about Real Madrid um, even though their defence wasn't good um, I believe Alaba stood out very very solidly because even with Mbappe's goal um, he did well by covering the far post angle enabling, um, enabling, enabling Mbappe to have a very small space to choose from that was the near post with which he had the ball powerfully, powerfully to the extent that Thibaut Courtois couldn't couldn't save the ball, and and I mean that was that was that was quite a big problem for me there. But um, I believe that I believe that Ancelotti should have given more time to Eduardo Camavinga, given the kind of performance he had versus versus um, Sociedad the the weekend before this game. 
but I think he made he made the correct call by taking off Cruz and finally introducing Eduardo Camavinga, who actually helped um, Valverde in solidifying the midfield because before before that change, you could tell how you could tell how well Messi as well as Verratti were were able to manipulate the midfield and actually keep um, keep. Keep um keep the game at keep the game at their calm pace or a pace at which suited PSG. So that was what worried them. The introduction of Kamavinga, who who as we all know, Kamavinga has had uh, quite a good number of games when he was at Lille against PSG, um since he made his debut, um when he was sixteen years old. So then that was a great that was that was a very great cameo from him, and I believe that 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 was the key to help. That was the key to help um. Madrid and um, speaking more, I would I would talk about the the one of one of the strikers in hot form in Europe or probably the world at the moment, Karim Benzema. Um, he he was he was he was an enigma as 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 their leader. He helped them and led them in in making this this um, turnaround possible. Um, as as um, with with adequate help from. Vinicius Junior, who has had a very very great season so far, and he he made sure he made sure that um, Ash, uh, um, Ashraf Hakimi didn't had to had to defend and had to put in work um, to be able to keep him out. But then he was he was able to set up he was able to set up a goal um, from for for Karim Benzema, and yeah, Modric Modric had a great game at 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 his age and. And and with the kind of stamina he had, and I think I think that kind of energy and that kind of energy and turning momentum helped help raise the help raise the level of of Real Madrid to be able to to be able to take the game away from um, PSG, and 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 I would and I'll have to question I'll have to question and um, personal Kim Kim Pembe's defensive abilities because on because on. On that night, he and Marquinhos, the captain, weren't able to make, weren't able to complete more tackles than Lionel Messi, and and I mean that shows that shows the kind of the kind of quality or the kind of um, mentality that the PSG backline um, showed in 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 that game because I thought they, I thought on a normal day they could have been able to see. To see that game off in a in in a very decent fashion, but then when when Benzema scored the first goal, you could tell that they had lost their bearings and they couldn't they couldn't keep their heads intact and just had to let in two more goals in the end. So then I believe that Carlo Ancelotti made great calls, necessary, um, and he did he he did what he had to do, he did what he had to do to um, progress, even though. About three fourth of the two games, um, Pochettino's PSG did way better than he did with the with the final quarter of 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 both ties. You could tell Ancelotti's experience and his proper in-game management came out tops, and that has helped um, Real Madrid um, or has given them um, a passage into the. Final eight of the UEFA Champions League. Definitely, Real Madrid qualified at the expense of PSG 
into the final eight of the Champions League. And thank you to our studio guest, Mr. Justin Akowa, for all those detailed analysis. Meanwhile, we'll be getting ready to wrap up with the show. But for more of these updates, don't forget to subscribe to the UEFA Champions League podcast and also turn on your notifications button to listen and enjoy. As always, it's been a pleasure coming your way with today's episode of the UEFA Champions League show. Until same time tomorrow, we'll come your way with the podcast. Stay blessed, keep winning, keep shining, have a fruitful working week.